Okay, so I don't believe everybody's meeting up again at Bosco's books, so it falls on to me to recap everything. How'd you have to DM your game? Holy God. fuck. This might actually be an appropriate time to do that. All right. So, uh, in that case, we open the scene at Bosco's Books in Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, hey, look at this. But don't touch. Technically, I shouldn't be touching this either. It's uh, kind of painful. Like, actually? Like, it actually hurts to wear. I'm not wearing it. It's not. It wouldn't be physically painful. It just is trying to create situations in which you will drop it, lose it, maybe die, probably die. It wants you to die a lot because you're not its owner. It's really more of an emotional sting. I don't know if you've ever felt that from an object, but uh, yeah, you will if you touch this. Uh, can't stop you if you think that's interesting. Just kind of purse my lips and shake my head. Gregory's finishing up some little repairs, just some little fine detail work, trying to make it look like it never happened. Anyway, I got a guy. I've been in contact with him. Get this little issue sorted out. Uh, hopefully long enough to deal with the dragon anyway. After that, I'm just going to uh, anonymously post it in the mail, send it back where it belongs. How have you gotten on? I have finished all of my reading. It was a lot. I probably know more about adamantium than every other creature on Earth besides the guy who gave me the papers. Actually, maybe even more than them, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who actually read any of it. So now comes the the testing phase. I need to I need to actually like get into a maker space and figure out like well I, I I know I I have all these facts in my head about how this thing can be machined, but I need to get like my hands around it. Well if you need any assistance with that, you let me know. As soon as I get this thing sorted out, uh I finished all my preparations. We're glad to help out with some of yours. Cool. I must apologize for my absence. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nick says from directly behind uh... <laughs> Jeremiah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Chance to put a knife in his back. Hmm. Knife. I got things set up for, you know, fatal intent, but, uh, oof. Pookie sensors are on the fritz. You got some quiet feet on you there. I do try. Also, you didn't come in from the front door or the back door or else I would have seen you. That kind of threw me off, too. I'm very sneaky. Right, anyway, so what have you been getting up to? Uh, there was an emergency assignment on my end. I, it was not related to our current business, and I am not at liberty to discuss it. Ah, well, that's a shame. Hey, you ever seen the Ring of Solomon before? So you got it. Sure enough. 
Fantastic. Was surprisingly easy to get. Well, once we summoned a demon... uh, (laughs) We only had to cut a man in half. (laughs) Once we summoned a demon into the museum, the rest of the security forces uh, weren't really feeling up to the challenge. What exactly did you have to do to retrieve it? Summon a demon. I mean, we we tried going in all stealthy and uh, talking a nice game, but uh, they weren't buying it. We did at least attempt to play nice. That we did. Well, when guile fails, a distraction is often the second best thing. It wasn't really a distraction, so much as just threats of imminent death. That works, too. In fairness, they tried to kill us first. And what's past is past. If I didn't forgive everyone who tried to kill me, my list of friends would be mighty short. And I wouldn't be here. Case in point. Speaking of being here, what's your plan for the future? Once I get the last bit of this settled, I'll be at everyone's disposal. Likewise. I have no real plans. I was made mostly to assist. I must next consult my contact about emotion magic. What else have I missed? I will say that uh, that Camilla probably texted everybody who has a working phone with text messages about the stuff about the dragon that Rolgar told them. Let's say I've been off the grid. Well, we've got a little bit of territorial information. We know where it is roughly, although we don't have any, like, fucking topography maps or anything. I guess we have to put that together ourselves. I may be able to assist in that matter. Glad to hear that, because evidently this is a big, mean fire dragon that has turned a chunk of the spring court into hell? Fascinating. Do I just already know about this? Uh, no, it's far enough away from the capital that, like, this isn't... Okay. Yeah. I'm still waiting to hear back from my contact as well about the whole Deadlands portal setup. Still running calculations for that, I guess. He's a busy little guy. That was rude. He's a busy man. Yeah, just because he's five feet doesn't mean you can call him little guy. Yes, that's why I corrected myself. (laughs) Term is short kings. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, my plans for today is, I know there are a couple of makerspaces in Maryland. I'm gonna go, uh, pay for access since I don't own a mill. I don't own a CNC machine in my house, because I don't own a house. So, I'm gonna go do some, you know, work with uh, just one of these ingots, see what I can make out of it without having to get, like, industrial equipment. And I don't know what kind of use I would be uh, actually going to the fairy world and scouting out this region. If you can find a use for me, I guess I'll put up. I'm part of the team. But if you can't, I'm happy to be excluded. I'm interested in this emotion magic you were talking about. I don't think I've ever run across the like. 
Yes, I, I, I suspected you might have a professional curiosity in this, in this matter. Would you like to come with me? Absolutely. And then I will speak with my source in Springboard about mapping and all of those things. Would appreciate it. Can't help but think that uh, Mr. Robot there with a digital memory might be of some service with that as well. Hmm. Very well. If that is what you prefer, I will go along. Well, how the matters what I prefer. Gregory, why don't you come with me for the time being? Until they're ready to go talk to their source. Yes. I mean, I figure you were made by an engineer, right? You probably got some knowledge in you. Can fiddle a little. All right, so it sounds like we're splitting into two primary groups, one with Jordan and Gregory, and the other one with uh, Bosco and Nix. So I know Nix and Bosco have two different people they need to talk to. Who do you want to talk to first, Grant or Sean? I think, if nothing else, geography would be my deciding factor. Whoever's closer is our first visit. Well, Sean lives in Delaware, so that would probably be the first visit then. Is Delaware closer to Maryland than New York City? Absolutely. We share a border. It's between. Especially the one city in Delaware where almost everybody in Delaware lives. Uh, you're not going there, actually. You're not going to Wilmington. Hmm. Because uh, Sean lives to go in to Newark. No, is it Newark? Did I actually make it Newark? Hold on. One of the snobs on Delmarva? No, it's um. He lives in Dover, which huh, is a about halfway up the state. Yeah, it's a smaller town. It's still fairly sizable as far as Delaware cities are concerned, but you're not going to be finding like a lot of skyscrapers. It's mostly just uh, buildings with like a couple stories to them. That is on Delmarva, though. That is on Delmarva, though. Dover International Speedway hosts NASCAR races. Huh. I did not know that. Nearby, Bird Rich Bombay Hook National Wildlife Refuge is on Delaware Bay. <laughs> that sounds like something I probably used to know and then forgot. There's an art museum. So... You head to Dover, Delaware. Well, I'm sorry. I should have. I should have asked. Uh, who wants to go first? Does the uh, people who do the talky one go first, or do the people who want to do the experimenty want to go first? I mean, since they've got two things, why don't we do them, us, them? Sounds good. All right. So, Nix and Bosco, you arrive in Dover, Delaware, which, um, as I was saying earlier, is a sizable town in uh, Delaware, but not huge. And as far as you know, Sean has not moved. So you go to this small house somewhere near the outskirts of the town. And when you knock, he opens the door like roughly and it's stopped by a chain. And he says, oh, it's you. Sean, my boy. 
Good to see you again. That's one way to put it. Hold on. Uh, he closes the door, unlatches it, opens it up, and inside there are about... And this was this was true the last time you saw him, so this isn't like him trying to rob you of something. But there are six armed people, one of which is a dwarf holding a shotgun. The rest are all humans, and like they all have like silencers on their pistols, just so that way they reduce the noise in case uh, things go down. And uh, when you step inside, there's the one room that you're allowed in, and then but it's like clear behind him is where his workshop is and you can see a couple of like magic items just like on shelves uh and just like stuff that he's either worked on or working on and ranging from everything from like you know classic pieces of jewelry to like really old swords and then there's like a briefcase in there and there's just like there's some modern stuff thrown in there as well. So like the briefcase, there's like some sort of clock that uh, must do something. It's not related to time magic because time magic is impossible. So you brought the whole crew around? Yeah, well, kind of need it because last time I didn't bring the whole crew and you just... Mm, anyway. We've not actually worked out the details of what, yet, what happened. You I just, just did something I refuse to talk about because yep. I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bobbin, what did what did Bosco do that just drawn off so much? I want to say I needed something for a ritual that was time sensitive, either because of astrology or because a client's life was in danger, possibly both. And uh, when I couldn't come to an arrangement with Sean fast enough, I went in and took it. Possibly injuring more than one person in the process. Alright, cool. He looks at you and says, you know Randall still isn't walking properly after that. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Gladly pay him a visit if that would make him feel better, but... Uh, uh, I don't think it would. In fact, I think he would probably try to shoot you. Well, in that case, why don't we just get to business? And I think you'll be happy to hear that I've got no uh, specific timeline this time. Faster would be better, but that's true about most of these interactions. All right. And uh, as it is, I think I've left you waiting long enough. Reach into my overcoat. Pull out a little uh, plastic Ziploc. He takes it, he opens the Ziploc, and he puts it on there, and he goes, Oh, that's interesting. I've heard about stuff like this. They're more tuned to bloodlines than they are to, to individual people. And if you don't fit their very specific requirements, they just... They are not happy characters. You're not happy at all, are you? Shakes it a little bit. Yeah, yeah apparently that, that thing is damn picky. It's... The line of the firstborn sons of David, some such. Yeah, probably. Um, But what I was thinking was... Now I've got a bit of a mixed background myself. Could be some Hebrew ancestors up, up in there somewhere. So I figure, what if we fool the ring into thinking that all other viable candidates 
are out, and I'm the closest thing this ring has to a uh, legitimate son of the Hebrew kings. Honestly, with things like this, I don't think it will be it will be permanent. Normally, with magic items, I can make it permanent, but with things like this, I don't think that's gonna be possible. That's all right. I'm just borrowing it for the time being, anyhow. It's a way too big of a target on my back if I was to hold on to it. I'm wondering if I want to roll, make a negotiation versus negotiation roll. Because he's kind of pissed off at you, and you might not actually do it. Uh, well, there, there is, Sean, there is one other thing that you should probably consider. Hmm. The client I'm working for, money is no object. Really? Rip me off for as much as you can take, because uh, I ain't going to be spending a dime of it myself. So here's what I would say. Roll negotiation, but because you are promising him basically unlimited money, uh, go ahead and give yourself two boost dice. Fair enough. Uh, the difficulty is two red. Fun fact. Negotiation is something I'm good at. <gasps> Whoa. And I got Whoa. three successes. You got three successes. Yeah, it is. I'll send you a bill later. Doing this the way that you want me to do it, they're really the only way I can do it. It's going to take some time because, well, usually if people want it done fast, that just means killing the person who owned it last. But uh, no, this is going to this is the only way we're going to be able to do it is the slow way. So give me a couple weeks. All right. Anyway, you could hurry that up at least a bit. I'm giving you the fastest estimate I can. This thing is going to be tricky. Honestly, this thing is going to probably be the trickiest thing I'll ever work with. So, you're giving me some fun, at least. All right. Well, I guess a few weeks we'll have to do then. Aside from that, when I say this thing paints a target on your back, I'm not kidding in the slightest. It's the holy grail of uh, hermetic wizardry. Oh, trust me, I've worked with enough of these things that want to kill me to know what it's going to try and do. So I've got the boys here. Oh, I'm more worried about the other wizards. I'm just putting this out there because I hope you trust all your boys. I trust about as many as I allow in here. So trust me, if they uh, if they try, if they try anything funny, they know that the, uh, the knife here, the uh, sort of opens up his coat a little bit and pats it isn't just for show you know your business and I think it's about time I get out of it yeah I think it is Crane friend I think you can step out of that shadow now Crane doesn't speak Crane just steps out almost everybody jo- actually go ahead and roll stealth I want to see if Sean was Sean have perception. No, Sean does not have ranks in perception, so it is just cunning? I think it's cunning based? Perception is cunning, yes. Okay, so, um, four purple. Roll stealth against four All purple. Alright, that's... I just want to see yeah. if he's surprised. Yeah, he's, um, 
He's definitely... Oh, you didn't roll the purple. Oh, oh you didn't roll the purple. I hit for... Oh. Uh... You still succeed, because if... Because I, I was just going to use the first results. That That's one success, two threat. With the threat, one of the minions might shoot you unless Sean rolls leadership, which he does not have any friends God. in. <laughs> uh, like, they'll, they'll just get a shot off. They won't actually... Like, Die instantly be... for the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's a difficulty two to make sure his boys stay in line. The minion shoots, but obviously misses. Yeah, the minion shoots and just goes wide, uh, and Sean just moves over, like, grabs his hand, puts it down, and is like, no! <laughs> you are... We don't shoot clients even if they do have spooks hiding in the shadows. Okay? You trust these gentlemen? They... You... You did sort of show up out of nowhere and spook them, so... I'd say it's about even. Anyway, pleasure doing business with you. Please get the hell out of my house. (laughs) Tip my hat and back out. And as we're leaving, I turn to Nix and say, I mean, I laughed. (laughs) All right, and so we go to the other two. Jordan, Gregory, what's going on? What is going on? I said, hey. What's going on? And I cry sometimes when I'm bit. We're going to a makerspace in Annapolis, I think, maybe? Hmm, there's, there's a couple of them in Maryland. Okay. Speaking as someone who's been to Annapolis many, many times. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I like the I like the town. It's a my <laughs> condolences. It's a it's an older town. Um, I have no reason to dig on Annapolis. I just <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an older town. There's a lot of like brick buildings that are kind of small and like squished together. They're definitely like parts of the city that were built before cars were a thing and it's very obvious like afterwards they were sort of retrofitted so it's like barely enough space for uh, two cars to squeeze by each other particularly down by the harbor good walkable urban environments yes a lot of Annapolis especially downtown Annapolis is walkable there are some spots that are definitely not viable for walking but like a lot of Annapolis is walkable but yeah, I don't know where exactly the makerspace in Annapolis is because I've never considered that sort of thing. But yeah, you can definitely go there. And Do you know where the Maritime Museum is? Yes. Oh, it's around there. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, quick freeway jaunt over. Actually, you can just do it by surface streets. Neat. They're pretty close. It's by a Sam's Club. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where the Annapolis Sam's Club is, I actually do know where the Annapolis Sam's Club is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very close to that. Okay. uh, It is literally called Annapolis Community Makerspace. It's a non-profit workshop 
it's, uh, it's the only one around here, I think, that has a fucking CNC router in it. I don't know if they have a lathe. I'd like to spend a story point to have them have a lathe. Okay, go for it. What's the makerspace? I'm declaring a story detail. What's, what's, what are you, what is this store? Okay, a, a makerspace is a, a semi-public business, I guess you could call it. And they're usually privately owned, although sometimes they can be it's municipally like owned. For, for sometimes tools. they, sometimes they belong to like a university, and they are just very large spaces full of uh, like workstations and machinery hmm. for making things. So they'll have uh, lathes, mills. Uh, drill presses. Neat. They'll have woodworking tools. I've been to one that has like the the car lift, so you can do work on your vehicle underneath. Uh, they sometimes have room for like chemical etching. They'll have three D printers. They're spaces where large numbers of people can be in the same building, and they just provide tools to create things. Cool. And since. Jordan Archer lives in an apartment and not a house. I do not have the facilities to own a lathe and a mill and a drill press, etc. So I am going to a makerspace. I'm here too. Usually you have to like pay to get access. And also a lot of the times they like put you through some kind of training as like uh, a way to decrease liability. Or not decrease liability, but like, yeah, ensure that you're not going to fuck up and grievously wound yourself on their property. The gym for power tools, what I said. <laughs> All right. And uh, what are you doing there? We, we've established that it does have a lathe. You spent a story point to make it so. Just in case I need to do any turning operations. Basically, what I need to do right now is I need to figure out the machinability of what I have. Okay. I need to get a feel for it. All right. Let me take a look at your... Uh, I mean, I just want to make sure that there is a score called engineering and that you've got it. It's mechanics. Mechanics, is okay. That's what that stat would be. Okay. In that case, difficulty four will say uh, mechanics. Check to see how easy it is to work with in your specific case. Alright. So, I have the talent Inventor. When your character makes a check to construct new items or modify existing ones, which I'm not exactly doing right now, but this is very much on the way to doing that. Yes. Use this talent to add a number of blue to the check equal to ranks of inventor. I got one rank of it. Okay. So just go ahead and add the one. Hey, Gregory. Hello. Tell me, what's your intellect score and what's your ranks in mechanics? Intellect is three. Mechanics is two. Okay. So I will just be taking another blue from your assistance. Hooray. Hooray! Hooray! Lathe. Oh my! Well, <laughs> how about four successes, an advantage, and a triumph? 
You can hammer this shit into molecule thickness. <laughs> How do you want to spend that uh, that advantage and that triumph? Well, for so the the idea that Merlin gave us, you see, he said the the chaff grenade idea wouldn't work well, but something more like a bola would. So leather cords all attached to a ring at one end and individually attached to weighted spheres on the other. So what I'm hoping is that I can figure out a way to uh, maybe heat treat the adamantine in such a way that it will be flexible enough that over like the large distance that the relatively large distance we're going to have to make the bullets you know they're they're considerable size to wrap around a dragon that the i can make the cords out of the adamantine rather than having to make them out of leather that way i could get more contact it sounds like you're spending the triumph on that. Yeah. Okay, I want these you... things to be super effective. All I right. want to discover a heat treatment method. All right. I mean, with the triumph uh, and the successes, yeah, you can definitely uh, figure that out um, between your knowledge of, like, studying all the uh, notes that Merlin gave you and, like, you physically working with it. You managed to find a way to be able to do that. I think the best way would be to just draw out the adamantine into wires and then weave that into basically the outer layer of some durable rope. Could be, could be. Maybe they, uh, adamantine pulls really well when you heat it up to a certain temperature. That'd make, that'd work. Yeah. Well, we can say that that's how it works. Um, what do you want to spend that, uh, that one advantage on? Well, I got that advantage by dint of Gregory's presence. So, Ape, do you have an idea for, like, a a small good thing that we can discover in the course of our research here? Hmm. Let me think. What would be useful? Maybe that it won't shut you down just by attaching it to yourself? some way to insulate myself from it. Yeah, that would be useful, I guess. Okay, yeah. Uh, Gregory will not get a penalty if he has to physically interact with large quantities of it. Okay, yeah, sounds good. I am half magic on my uh, not father's side. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, yeah, so that does sound like uh, good ways to to spend them. Alright, Okay, cool. So we have, we can make this. We can make the spheres. We can make wire. Um, we're gonna have to like rent a fucking steel foundry or something, aren't we? Well, we do have the funding to make that happen. We do. Yeah, because a place like this is not going to be able to warp with the quantities we need. Also, it would be very rude to do so. Oh, we should probably... Oh, this is gonna fucking suck. We should probably, like, 
pick up all the chips. I will fetch a broom. <laughs> probably don't want to leave all this lying around. It's probably very expensive and we don't want it to wind up in the trash or like being recycled somewhere. Actually, I'm not even sure like adamantium could be toxic and we don't get that. We don't want that getting under water supply. The bay is already polluted. Nobody will notice. <laughs> I would at the I would hope that at the very least a place like this would have proper waste disposal in mind. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. But this wouldn't be the most toxic thing necessarily used in this space. Not if there's any solder anywhere present. Don't we think, yeah, don't I'll most uh, I mean a lot of solder's like non-lead these days, isn't it? Not mm-hmm. all of it though. Hmm. I'm gonna get a shot back and very thoroughly vacuum up all of the leavings and like right. pull out the the chip trays and empty it all into a bucket like very carefully make sure we leave as little behind as we possibly can he's watching us do this and I'm just like waste not what not <laughs> as you are like halfway through the cleaning process Jordan, for you, it's a familiar sort of feeling. You first feel it in the atmosphere, and then you see the swirling dust cloud forming, and out step... Oh, goddammit, not now. Uh, Hiplatia and Kalanos. Hiplatia and Kalanos are elves. Hiplatia has long black hair, sort of a faint yellow tone to her skin, uh, dressed in a lot of light purples uh, and has like a wreath of leaves in her uh, hair. And Kalanos has a sort of blue tint to his skin, completely alabaster white hair and wearing a lot of like very like blue armors and just like sort of has its hand resting on a sword, but not looking like he's going to use it, just more like it's he's just comfortable with it resting there. And in his other hand, he has an owl that sort of resembles a barn owl, but like the feathers are sort of blue tinted and also snowy white. And its eyes are like this glowing blue white combination. And Hippolytia says, Jordan, excellent, excellent. We've been dying to ask you what you think of our latest argument. Maybe you can help clear things up. Who's your friend? Hello, I am Gregory Steiner. Pleased to meet you. And, uh, Kalanos has pleasure to meet you as well, Gregory. Hi, Hiplacia. Hi, Kalanos. So good to see you two. And Kalanos looks around and goes, Funny, you're not... This isn't your place. We figured you would be in your abode. What... Where are we, exactly? We're in a makerspace in Maryland. I'm an engineer. Sometimes I have projects. Oh, what are you working on? And she tries to, like, look over and see exactly what you're working on. We're prepping for a... a hunt of sorts. You? A hunt? That's unusual. What exactly are you hunting? Perhaps I can help. I'm not at liberty to discuss that. Contract work, you know? Privacy stuff. Alright. Um, at this point, 
I need you to roll negotiation uh, difficulty three purple. Neither of these people have a negotiation to speak of. Uh, I have a very large robot behind me. Gregory, do you have presence or negotiation at all? Uh, I have almost no negation to speak of, but I have... Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I have only one presence. So, yeah. Oh, shit. I am not good at talking. I am fighty. I am fighty robot. I am super fighting I'm not, robot. I'm not good at talking either. I am, uh... You should have brought me. Or me. <laughs> hmm. Uh, do I spend brilliant here or not? Actually, no. You know what? Dick's out. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Three successes, three threats. Interesting. Okay. So with three successes, they're going to drop it. They're going to take you at your word and not press anymore. With the three threats, how does uh, they definitely know you're being cagey and they might speak to the other debtors about it sound? Do they Do they even know the other debtors? Do they all talk to each other? They don't all talk to each other. <laughs> they don't all talk to each other, but Hiplacia and Gutstab do share a court. Gutstab? Gutstab. Wow. Red caps are funny little things. They keep crossing paths on the way to crossing yours, and sometimes they talk. <laughs> uh, fine. All right. They sort of give each other a look and they go very well that's uh that's perfectly all right now dear we do have a question that we are dying to ask you whose skill do you think is more artful i say that kalanos's skill with the rapier is far more artful than mine the sword is a, such a tricky thing takes years to master and he does it so well you would swear that the blade sings when he swings it and Kalano says meanwhile I say that Hippolytia's skill with plant based magic is unmatched and that she makes the flowers bloom in such ways that nature could not even begin to replicate it is simply divine proposal hmm chloromancy Okay, yeah. Uh, motion motion passes instantly. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's really good, actually. Uh, okay, so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, Jordan Archer, have been dealing with this for some time, and I know that they already have the correct answer. They want to hear it from me for reasons I have not yet divined, but they have already come to a consensus. Uh, so based based on that fact, I would like to roll perception. Okay. To figure out whomst among them they have selected to be the correct answer based on the way they just said those sentences, their body language, shit like that. Okay. So I'll say it's another difficulty three. And I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade that by one. So it's going to be uh, okay. one red, two purple. 
got it. I have the exact... No, I have that, but backwards and better. That made no sense. I have two <laughs> yellow and a green. Ah. And also a blue, because of my earring. Ah, okay. Alright. We ride. We extremely ride. We extremely ride. You got four successes and two threats. They have definitely come to a consensus that Kalanos is a skill with the sword is considered more art. Here's how I'm going to spend the threats. You know that Kalanos is, is the correct answer. You don't know why they came to that conclusion. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So, just, I, I kind of glower at the two of them. Because this is always a miserable exercise for me. And they're all smiles. They know it's miserable for you, but that's part of the fun. Well, if you're looking for my opinion, you know, uh, I don't know if this adage carries where you are from, but uh, art is suffering, and I kind of wave my hand uh, dismissively. And it seems to me, you know... If you, uh, in, in the the pursuit of not just being, like, skilled, but artfully skilled with a sword, if you're putting a bunch of, you know, graceful movements into it, there is a risk of hurting yourself on the end of your own blade. So you don't just have to get good at using your body, you have to get good at uh, not hurting yourself. That requires a greater degree of skill skill than just asking I I have no magical talent so I have no frame of reference for how difficult plant magic is so uh, swordsmanship strikes me as more dangerous and therefore an artful mastery is more artful they exchange a glance with each other and Hippolytia says Correct outcome, wrong reasoning, but correct outcome all the same. It's a little disappointing, though. Uh, they're all right at this, you know. They just... They're not the best. Nothing like their cousin was. Oh, their cousin was always such a delight. They could read us like a book. Like a book indeed. Anyway, that is all we have for you today, Jordan Archer. Thank you for indulging us. You're very welcome. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And Hippolytia, like, sort of twirls her finger around and they sort of disappear in a, another, like, whirlwind of wind and, like, the dust cl collects around and they just sort of, like, fade out of existence with, like, a sort of green glow around them. Hey, Colin. Hmm. D did I, like... Did that cause a scene, considering we are in a public makerspace? Yes, it did. Great. Excellent. Love that. <laughs> yeah, people are giving you looks. It's a good thing that you were already, like, done, because someone definitely says, uh, once you're finished cleaning, you need to go. Yeah, Why? sorry. Uh, it's... They seemed kind of dangerous, like, they, they didn't really do anything, but uh, that guy was holding a sword and an 
owl. And the oh, woman, I see. It's what is referred to as bad vibes. Yes. I understand. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you guys could, like, hurry up, please. Yeah, working on it. All right, thanks. No, they, they walk away. Won't be able to use this maker space again. It's fine. There are at least two more in the state. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can pull this off, you'll either, you know, one way or another, you'll not have to, never have to worry about that again. Yeah. Just give Gregory a kind of baleful look. They seem nice, but I gather from your expression they are almost certainly not. Uh, if I answer wrong, bad things happen to me. Define bad things. Uh, they curse me so that I can't say certain words, or like, they make me wrong-handed for a, a couple of weeks. Hmm. The Fae do be like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gathering. Man, I Okay, I'm gonna be real here. I've had nothing but negative experiences with the Fae since everything started happening. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to, like, not be Fae racist. I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm sorry, Kat. <laughs> In my experience, the average Fae is a person just like you or I. It's the rich and the nobility that are the assholes, and I gather that's what you've encountered. Well, you know, I guess, I guess if I interacted with no other humans besides fucking Elon Musk, every time I interacted with a human, I would have a pretty dour opinion of our species as well. It's more or less the shape of it, yes. Criminy. If I ever get the chance to, there are a couple of researchers in the Winter Court who I would love to introduce you to. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um. Let's, let's get this fucking job done so I can out, be out from under all these people for a couple of years. And then we'll talk. Also, let's vacate this area as soon as possible. People are still staring at me, and I begin to suspect that they realize I am not entirely human. Yeah, let me just finish up. I pull out the chip tray from the CNC machine. Let me just shake this out. We've got, like, a collection box. We're gonna tape up and shove in the car. Alright. Bosco and Nix, you arrive in New York City fairly late into the night. Uh, the lights in Manhattan are starting to turn on and reflect in the uh, water below, and you head to where Grant Harrison lives, which I've already forgotten. I think I said Soho? Either Noho or Soho. I, say, I vaguely remember you saying Soho before. Okay, so you go to uh, Soho, and you knock at Grant's door. There's a pause. Then he says, 
Yeah, uh, just a minute, and then a few moments pass, and he eventually opens the door and goes, Hey, Crane, right? Yes, and I've brought my associate. I hope you don't mind. Hi, uh, Grant Harrison. Good evening. You can call me Bosco. Right, okay. Um, so, it is ready, uh, if you want to come in. Um, he motions you into, like, the small living area. Says, uh, have a seat on the couch if you want. Um, I'll be right back. And, uh, he moves into another room. And then a few minutes later, he comes out holding... Well, the thing is, it it looks like a snow globe. It's a I Heart New York snow globe, essentially, with the like the city's more famous buildings in there and the Statue of Liberty and everything. But and the word a, princess. I was getting there, uh, and it's on like a instead of the normal thing that's on, it's on a pink pedestal that says princess on it, and it's got like a little crown and a little like star wand on it. This is what I came up with. And uh, he shakes it, and then he hands it to you. And inside, instead of normal snowflakes, there's like little silver particles inside the snow globe. What is this? That is a contentment container. Uh, you take it to the ball court. You're going to find a place where there's a lot of contentment energy there. And uh, this will basically absorb it and uh, and contain it for you until you need to release it. I had to replace the snowflakes in there with mithril in order to get it to work. And I chose the princess one because I thought it was the funniest. That is fair. Uh, but yeah, um, so I don't have a lot of mithril. In fact, that's all that in there is uh, all the mithril that I own. So here's my bill. And he hands it to you to give to Rolgar. And there's a lot of zeros at the end of that. Uh, yeah, okay. Rolgar is putting the bill, so. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so if you want to stick around, that's fine. But uh, that's basically it. No, I believe this is all we require. All right. Bosco, I believe you may have had some questions for Grant. I believe I do. All right, shoot. Heard a little birdie tell me about emotion magic? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do I... you say that because Crane is a bird? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I'm still workshopping names for it. Uh, I, which is weird considering it's been over a decade since I stumbled upon it. I'm leaning towards egomancy. Hmm. And so what? You just feel a strong way, and then shit happens. Yeah, basically, feel a strong way, and shit happens. Basically, it came down to a very life or death situation, and. Someone once told me that magic is 90% cheating, so I cheated real hard. Ah, uh, well, that makes sense. And I suppose uh, it's true enough that uh, 
I made the biggest advancements in my field back when I was young and a bit of a hothead. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm still kind of young and I'm still finding out a bunch of stuff. Uh, so, I don't know, there's a couple things that I've been doing over the years that have been pretty, uh, I don't want to spill, I don't want to tell you everything because, you know, half the fun is trying to figure it out by yourself, you know, so, but like, <laughs> you know, I find out at some point that that's just overrated. Okay. All right. I mean, it, you know, finding things out for yourself, that is fun. But once you find out that you are the second or third or 15,000th person to have discovered something, it just kind of takes the edge off of that. All right. Uh, cool. How about this then? I created a stable teleport. And Bosco, you know that is actually a big deal. It might not be... It, it is probably the first time you've heard of someone doing it. It might not be the first time someone's ever done it, but it's definitely someone the first time someone in the modern era has done it, if not ever. So you're saying like permanently open? Yeah. You go in, you go in, it takes you to a specific spot, and it's always it's always there and it's always open. Hmm. And you haven't felt more exhausted day by day? For having done that? Like I said, it's a weird bit of magic. Uh, it actually doesn't require any draw from me unless I'm actively using it. It's more I linked two places in physical space to each other and when you need to use it, you just put a little bit of magic into it and then there you go, you're wherever I put it. Hmm. Also, I did, you know, create egomancy. That, no, the more I say it, the more, the more wrong it sounds. I did create emotion magic, too, so uh, there's there's that. That I can't really teach anyone. It's just something you eventually have to feel. And it's also a sort of subsect of an, another kind of magic entirely. And it took a long time for me to, like... I dare say egomancy is being practiced right now. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Yo. I mean, if you gotta call it a something mancy at all, and if you ask me, that that suffix is overused. Uh, call it pathomancy. Don't hate it immediately, so that's a good first step. All right. Also, Grant, roll deception. You definitely could teach someone how to do this. <laughs> so, um, anything else? Wanna learn? Cause like, wait, hold on. What is it that you do? Like, what is what is your deal? Oh, me. I follow the fine and ancient tradition of hermetic magic. Named after Hermes Trismegistos, the thrice blessed. Not the actual, you know, deity Hermes, uh, just a, a guy who went by the name Hermes and was thrice blessed with magical powers. 
Anyway, the, the whole tradition of hermetic magic is to figure out what works in other traditions and then steal them all. Yeah, okay, I can dig it. Yeah, so you might say that we're in similar fields. Uh, you just throw all of the uh, ceremony aside and just dig straight in with a head first into the brick wall, so to speak. Whereas uh, I also discard the idea of taking any one path and uh, grab a set of tools from everybody who's uh, nearby and then combine them into a jackhammer to get through that wall. So if you don't mind my saying, I, I think I get the feel of uh, what em emotion magic is about. Well, getting a feel for it's the first step. But that feeling I get is that, uh, well, you need a tremendous amount of magic power and a couple of bare-knuckle fists. Surprisingly enough, you don't really need a lot of magic power in order to pull Pathomancy off. Yeah, well, there's a lot of mages out there I could name who have been in dire straits and not smashed their way out of it. So I think you got something special, even if magic on a Richter scale or whatnot isn't the best way of measuring it. Fair enough. So, full disclosure, you're probably going to forget a lot about me when you leave. It's, it, it might happen, it might not. It's a little tricky. Uh, there is a thing that happened to me a while ago that I fixed to the best of my ability. And by fixed to the best of my ability, I mean it's not 100% fixed, but it's as close as I'm going to get. This is another impossible thing that uh, that I did a couple years ago. Um, Egomancy. Okay, look, no. Okay. <laughs> so You're taunting him now, aren't you? It's working, too. It's working. Oh, God. They are... Okay. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk anymore. You, you can tell he's joking when he says this, but he is pointing <laughs> to, you, to you, Nix. He's like, you're not allowed to talk anymore. No, stop. Stop it. Stop. All right. Uh, but yeah, um, no, no, it was, it was a weird thing that happened that I had to do in order to save a lot of people and the results of it sucked. So I tried to undo it when it was safe to, and it didn't go 100%, but it got like 75% and I'm honestly happy with about 75%. So if you forget like some details of me after you leave and some details of this conversation, that's fairly normal. And the, the more you interact with me, the more you tend to remember. Um, I think Crane here has run into that. Yeah. Well, I just might be able to do something about that. Uh, trust me, uh, you can't. Now, hold on. Even if I can't help you with yours, maybe I can help me with mine. And, well, I would like to cast Dispel on myself. What are you trying to do? Cast uh, a spell on himself, he just well, said. Uh, but, like, protect myself against 
this effect that he has described. And if Dispel doesn't work, I've also got Barrier. Neither one of those would work. Augment. Augment would actually be a better shot. Okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to say, because this is a weird effect that Grant has been living with for the last... Let's see, it took two years to fix, so like ten years. It's going to be a very difficult roll. The The difficulty is coming from the fact that Bosco doesn't know what part of him he needs to target. And it's probably a part of himself that he's never actually interacted with before. Yeah. So if you're going to hit the correct spot, it's going to be entirely by luck. Yeah, so it's probably going to be like difficulty five. All right. Like, like just, just roll difficulty five, because I know Augment has like a base difficulty, but we're adding to that on top no, of that. No, I, I get it. And yeah. I, I was thinking, if nothing else, I could curse myself to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, two curses to make a right. Not necessarily a curse, but, but yeah, go ahead and roll it. Okay. Uh, nuts. Okay, so it's not going to work, but you will remember more details than you normally would if the effect had taken place. Like how Nyx just basically couldn't remember any features at all. You're going to remember like facial features and like the important bits of the conversation that you had and like maybe one or two specific things, but you're not going to remember like the whole thing. All right. Well, the main thing I think I would want to remember is to try again next time. (laughs) Oh, by next time, you'll be, you'll be fine though. It's a thing. Um, still anyway. So it goes, all right, that's, uh, that's one way of dealing with it, I guess. Um, We'll find out if it works. Yeah, I guess we will. It was nice meeting you. He shakes your hand. He looks over at Nix and goes, no talking. No, 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 stop, stop. Ah, Okay, good. Uh, It was nice meeting you again. Uh, He reaches to shake your hand. Uh, Nix just nods, I suppose. Okay. When... It's clear that you're not going to shake its hand. He goes, oh, no, no, no. Nix no. does shake the hand. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. No, it's fine. All right. He goes, all right. Um, if there's nothing else, then, um, then, uh, door is right over there. If there is like, I'm, I'm not trying to kick you out. Like you can, you can stay a little bit more if you want. That's fine. You've got other business to attend to. Cool. And remember, if you have to call it anything, pathomancy. I'm going to remember the conversation. You, this, the problem's strictly with you. Hey, memory <laughs> ain't magic. <laughs> Everybody needs help. All right. And then, uh, so as you leave, Nix, you remember everything with perfect clarity. It seems three is the magic number. That's fey bullshit. With <laughs> Bosco, um, like I said, you remember some details. Like you remember that his hair was blue you remember that he was a he you don't remember like specific facial features except for maybe the branding on his face the worst fashion sense you've ever seen that's Relgar. 
that is Rol- two, yeah. two, that is Rolgar. Um, okay, fair you, enough. <laughs> you do you remember like the general gist of the conversation. You do remember like the important specifics. You don't remember absolutely everything though. Well, that was a nice man. Yes. Right. It seems I remember everything perfectly. Hmm. Perhaps uh, the effect lessens with more exposure. I'm feeling this magic buzzing, like I cast a spell and it's captured something. Interesting. Hmm. Now, where to with this snow globe? Jordan, after a couple of days, you get a text from Thomas that says, um, I have your coordinates. I shoot back. Okay. How do you want to get them to me? He asks, uh, are you in Maryland? No, but I can be. Go to Sylvester's house. Tell him I sent you. Okay. And if he (laughs) slams the door in my face anyway? Then I'll yell at him. Okay. (laughs) I will drive to Maryland, and I will go to... It's a good thing Rolgar's paying for gas. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Agent Seymour's house. Uh, Director Or is it like... Yeah, I was gonna say, or is it like co-director Seymour? It would be director because he's the director of the Ravens branch, just like how um, Graham is director of the uh, Swarm branch. And then they are directly under Bose, who is the director of the whole thing. Ah, so we have the director who directs the directors. Exactly. Listen, she gets Love. she she does other stuff, too. She does get her hands dirty. Why? Doesn't she have people for that? Does she, does, she have she, a lot of people for that? She does. Doesn't she have an entire federal agency for that? <laughs> Sometimes things require direct supervision. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, you uh, you head to Sylvester's house, and when you knock on the door, he opens it and he goes, "What? What are you doing here again? Uh, I'm here to see Thomas. He sort of like rubs the bridge of his nose and he goes, if he didn't actually send you, I'm going to be very pissed. You understand that, right? Uh, yeah. By the way, like, I- I'm, wor- okay. I'm working on a thing and I've got a lot of money at my disposal. Do you? I could just, like, pay to have that wall fixed. It's already been fixed. I can pay you for your trouble? No, it's it's fine. It's fine. Just come on in. Living room's in there. Um, and then he heads, like, halfway up the stairs. He shouts up the stairs. Dora, we're going to have some company. Uh, we've got... I'm sorry, what's your name again? Jordan. We've got Jordan, and apparently Thomas is coming over. Oh, I haven't seen Thomas in forever. Uh, and walks down, like, 
a woman who looks to be in her like mid thirties. She's got like platinum blonde hair, dressed sort of like old fashioned. And she goes, "Can I get you anything? Uh, coffee, water, lemonade?" I appreciate it, but I'm fine. I don't want to take up any more of your time than I already have. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, and then she goes into the uh, into the kitchen and starts like getting snacks out. A lot of snacks. Just a huge pile of snacks. You know who those snacks are for. Yeah. And to his credit, Sylvester does help. He doesn't make her like do 50s housewives things by herself. She, he goes in and he like starts bringing out like crackers and like dips and stuff and uh, he says, you're welcome to that. Um, I don't know if you have seen Thomas eat, but uh, if you don't... I bought him lunch. Okay, so you know that if you don't dip into that now, then you're not going to be getting any. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Okay, cool. Um, hey, so it's going to be on my mind the entire time if I don't ask this now. Can I have my knife back? He sort of thinks... Then he goes upstairs, comes back down, and he uh, hands your knife to you. Thank you. Again, I'm real sorry. I I didn't know it would do that. He he, he just sort of like grunts, and um, Dora comes up and she and says, "He's just grumpy. Don't worry about it." I open the knife slowly and inspect the blade. Like, is there a bit missing on the tip? I was told that telefrags things. I actually want to like see there it is with a, my own yeah, eyes. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that. We'll say that there is a little tiny bit missing from the tip. Huh. Cool. And then uh, a little while later, I'll say like probably half an hour, 45 minutes. There's another by, knock at the door. By which point I've been kicked out because Jesus Christ, that's a long time. <laughs> now, mm, then we'll... About like 15 minutes later, there's a knock on the door and uh, Sylvester opens it up and he goes, my God, you've gotten tall. Yeah, well, you haven't gotten any less ugly. And then you hear laughter. And then uh, when you look over at the doorway, they're hugging each other. Manly back slapping and handshakes. (laughs) And they both come in and uh, Sylvester goes, you're lucky. You're lucky you actually came. I'm shocked you haven't kicked me out. I've been here for like 20 minutes. And Thomas sits down and goes, okay, so um, good news and bad news. The good news is I have the coordinates. The bad news, um, well, I'll let you Google the numbers I'm about to give you and see why it's bad news. He writes down the uh, coordinates, uh, and they are 21 degrees, 57 minutes, and 44.7 seconds north, and 12 degrees, 13 minutes, and 12.9 seconds east. Is that the middle of Niger? That's the middle of Sahara Desert. Um, okay. (laughs) Like, my hands go up into my hair fingers scratch at my scalp for just a second there's no like are these the only ones there's no like coordinates in the fairy world that line up it's just there finding the ones in the Feywilds is going to require a bit more time um 
but as far as Earth is concerned, yeah, these are the only ones that lead to as close to the center as I could find. <sighs> okay. Uh, alright, that's difficult. Um, unless it's simple. It's difficult unless it's... No, shit. Oh, okay. So, like, we know where the thing is. It's a ways deep into the spring court. Okay. It's got this patch of territory that it's terraformed. So... How can we translate this to... Try and translate. You know, working from that way is. I was going about it the wrong way. We need. So, finding where it is on Earth was simple enough. So, what we need to do is find out if these coordinates tra can translate to anywhere in the Feywild and hope that they are close enough to your dragon friend's lair that it won't be a huge hassle to, like, get it over there. Okay, now I, Jordan Archer, uh, am not a wizard. Speaking out of character for a moment. However, mm -hmm. I've decided that I have a knack for it, as based on the fact that uh, I have the talent knack for it. <laughs> for knowledge supernatural. Ah, okay. <sighs> And I have an idea. I would like to roll to have it to justify it being in character that not a wizard would have this idea. Okay. If, is is there like a flat difficulty for this, or am I, or is this one I, I have? I don't to... know. Make it up. Okay. Um, difficulty three. Sure. Uh, completely not flat. A completely uh, flat. Whoops. Yep. Alright. Okay. Well, shit. So, hold on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here. Is there a way we can force this? We can't force the coordinates on Earth to be different, but the Feywilds are really radically different from Earth in a lot of ways. For one, they're flat. For two, it's... Okay. Anyway. Um, I'm trying to think. We might be able to, like, force change the coordinates on the Feywild side to match up with the Earth coordinates here. I have absolutely no idea what that means. Bas basically, we use magic to take wherever the location you're gonna do this at, we take it and we link it with the coordinates in the Sahara Desert. And then we use that to open a direct line from the Feywilds to the middle of the Deadlands without having, to, having even a sliver of it go through Earth. 
just like no thoughts head empty I know some of those words <laughs> alright okay um I'm trying to think of a way to explain it hold on I mean do you need to explain it to me I'm not going to be doing any spell casting that's going to be going to the people in my group who actually can true 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 yeah if you like you can give my number to whoever you need to on this and I can try and workshop it with them instead of trying to just like sit here and try and explain it to you um but if you um yeah just I'll I'll be looking at the uh, text on the burner phone okay yeah alright uh what do I owe you and don't say food. You have a lot of that in front of you. What do I owe you monetarily for your work? Um, seven pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Because um, the number is going to really depend on what happens next. Hey, Seymour. Yeah? Ignore some stuff in Nashville in the next couple of days. All right. Anyway, uh, the the bill is going to be a monetary value equal to um, bail, essentially. So, uh, 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 okay, yeah. I get caught a lot doing what I do. Not necessarily the end result, but the the, the st- parts leading up to it. I tend to get caught a lot. You look. Live your best life. Just please don't get, like, uh, put on death row before my job is done. Don't worry, I will 100% guarantee that that won't happen. Okay, but there's gotta be, like, a limit even for you, right? Like, how many is it up to this point? That's a really weird question I realized I just asked, but like, I had to do a lot of looking in order to find you the first time, and so I basically understand what you're doing. Uh... Hey Seymour, how many do you know about? Five? Five. We'll say five. You can definitely tell us more <laughs> than five. You two are great. You two are great. <laughs> I love the buddy cop energy here. Oh, I'm not a cop. <laughs> I feel like there's a comma anymore on there. I quit when we became actual cops. Let's put it that okay, way. Okay, so yeah, comma anymore. It's, it's complicated. complicated. Well, now you're definitely buddy cop stars. <laughs> anyway, I have sat here and eaten enough of Seymour's food. Nonsense, you're staying for at least a night. Okay, Dora. And she just sort of like gives you a smile as well. And it's like, well, would you like to stay? We do have two guest rooms. Yeah, I appreciate the offer, but uh, this, this project isn't time sensitive, except for me, in which case it's extremely time sensitive. So I need to be applying myself as much as I can. All right, then. Feel free to stay as long as you want. And she gives Seymour a look before he can even begin to think of arguing about that. And that says they can stay as long as they want. And he he just sort of like, yeah. 
I am already standing up and like collecting the slip of paper, folding it up, putting it in the little messenger bag because I was expecting more documents. More documents will happen later. I'll just be heading out now. It was nice meeting you. Likewise. And as you're leaving, Seymour says, thank you for not stabbing the wall this time. Sylvester! He goes, I'm being polite! I, in my defense, I didn't stab the wall last time. I cut the wall last time. There is a medical difference. (laughs) They wait until you are out of the door and then Seymour just sort of closes it behind you. us to order, boss. I'm sorry, were you... You were talking to me? Yes. Ain't nobody on this earth ever called me boss before. I don't even get that from my apprentice. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You just did, you did the staff thumping thing last time, and it was really neat. Oh, yeah, I can be master of ceremonies. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, so for the two of you, pointing at the two wizards, I have a set of coordinates that's in the middle of the Sahara fucking desert, and also a phone number. This is Thomas. He's the guy who found those coordinates. That is where on Earth lines up with the center of the Deadlands, which is a problem for what I hope are obvious reasons. He's got some idea on how to deal with that problem, that I don't understand at all. So I'm going to have to leave it to you all to fix it. I mean, if we got the coordinates, uh, could just draw up a portal to get there. Well, no, I mean, like, it's not difficult for us to get there, but we have to get the dragon to pass through a portal that is there, and the dragon isn't on this planet. And also I would like to not bring the dragon to this planet. To be fair, you'd have a couple of days before it hit any major civilization masses, and then everybody would know that you fucked up. By that point, we would be dead, and it would be irrelevant for us. (laughs) It would be, as as they say, not our problem. (laughs) Okay, so I thought you were getting these numbers to get us directly to the dragon's domain. And then we were going to draw a uh, portal to the Deadlands once we got there, and we were near the dragon. No, unfortunately, uh, they are completely unlinked from the dragon's domain. Currently, I think Thomas has an idea on how to overcome that issue, but again, I don't understand it. That's just the part of Earth that links up with the part of the Deadlands that we care about. So, your idea is what to get from the Feywild to the Deadlands through a portal that uses Earth as its anchor? I, I raise my hands and spread them slightly. I don't have an idea. I thought Thomas was going to give me Feywild's coordinates, not Earth coordinates. 
So I don't know. I don't know how we proceed. He does. Here's his phone number. The two of you call him and get it figured out. I'm sorry. I may be able to find the coordinates in the payway out myself. All right. Well, maybe if we can find out how this position maps out to Deadlands geography, we can get somewhere. Yeah. He is the expert. Call him up. Talk to him. Well, I've been to the Deadlands more than a few times myself. I'll see where I can get on my own first. Sure. Uh, in the meantime, I need to go find somebody who is willing to let me use their wire drawing machine. I mean, we're just buying one and installing it, I guess. Or preferably buying someplace that already has it. And we have fuck you money, I guess. I just need to use it. I don't need to buy it. I don't have a place to put it. I'm not going to have a use for it after this. Just going to see if I can pay someone to let me use theirs for a day. I'll get it figured out. He's just calling up steel mills. Do you do rentals? <laughs> yeah, basically. That's literally what I'm going to do, is I'm just going to, like, call up steel foundries and ask, like, Talk to hey, Olgar. He may have some contacts. Ah, but he doesn't like me right now for whatever reason. He doesn't like any of us. Okay, but he's unwilling to speak to me right now for some reason. Why? I have no idea. I just called him. He was very terse with me, and he hung up before I could ask him any questions. Strange. Bad timing, maybe? Or maybe one of your creditors put in a bad word for you. I would have to assume that he had already done a background check. I mean, he, yeah, he did. He knows about at least one of them because they are a personal enemy of his that he wants to fuck over? Like, that's basically the whole reason I'm here. Alright, well... Uh, on, on that note, by the way, I, like, half look at Crane. Yes? Uh, I was admonished for not being completely uh, forthright with my situation. I I talked about it with Camila the other day, so she knows what's up and she seems pretty blasé about it. But basically, everybody in my family except me was some kind of wizard. I didn't know about any of it. They all made a whole bunch of contracts with... Okay, I can give definite numbers here. Nine. There are nine different contracts in my family made with different fae and then all of those people died very suddenly basically all at once under circumstances that i don't have all the details of and all of those contracts had next of kin clauses in them and now i am the only next of kin so there are nine fae out there three of whom i've never even encountered who uh would have a problem with me being on this project if they knew about it I met two of them. You've met two of them. You two have met one of them. The the, the two that you met are... They're the least... In, well, no, they're not the least... 
They're all really obnoxious and intrusive. Two of them just show up to have me settle arguments they've already settled. And if I come to a conclusion that they have decided to disagree with, they curse me minorly for an amount of time that they decide is funny. Uh, and then the fucking vampire that you two met who just uh, will pull the trigger and I will be their slave for the entirety of the rest of my life, basically. By the way, once this is all over, and assuming we're both alive, uh, be sure and come back and I'll see if I can figure out what's going on here. Sounds like someone had a grudge against your family. And probably not any of these creditors either. They're the, just the ones that uh, whoever it was wanted to inflict on you. And this is the kind of shit that I live for. So. Yeah. Okay, sure. I would like answers. I would like to know why this happened to them and to me. And yeah. it's not like I will be unable to retain your services. <laughs> well, my prices might just go up. Nah, I'm just, I'm shitting with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nyx, was that sufficient? Yes, I believe so. Cool. Okay. Um. Right, well, Bosco's immediately going to hit his books and try and figure out the Deadlands overlap. Okay. Go ahead and I know I want it to be some sort of knowledge. Well, probably knowledge magic. And it's going to be fairly difficult. One red, two purple. Got it. Oh. Huh. Okay, so you get an advantage, but no successes. How do you want to spend that advantage? Well, I want to give Thomas a blue die, I think. All right. The work I put in now is uh, unfruitful, but I've slashed away a few possibilities, so it'll make his job that much easier. Okay, so... Given that they are a Fey native, does uh, Crane have any knowledge or expertise to contribute to this situation? That's an excellent question. You can, yeah, but that that makes sense. Um, I figure you bounce around from Earth to the Fey Wilds in different locations on both sides fairly regularly. You probably have an amount of knowledge of yeah. drawing portals, relating so, spaces. Crane, what is your intelligence score or your knowledge magic rank? I don't think it's is gonna two. Be. My. Knowledge magic? Yeah. Is in, uh, if you don't see it listed, you don't have any points. I don't have any points in it. Okay, so um, you're just going to confer another boost dice to Thomas, who has really good stats in both of those. So uh, he is going to go ahead and roll. Cool. Make it two, or make it three uh, blue total, because... Bosco would be helping in the moment as well. Two successes, two advantages. All right. Um, 
All right, DM, theory at us. All right, so when you call Thomas, he gets on the uh, the line with you, and you talk about moving the portal on the Feywild side because both of you would know that the Feywilds is a lot more transmutable when it comes to this sort of thing, being a weird plane that's just like bursting to the seams with magic. So what you would do is you would get your door ready on the Feywild side, and then you would have to like etch runes into the edge of it. And then from there, it would force link the coordinates that from the Sahara Desert to that door. You couldn't do that on Earth. You couldn't like force link a new location in, in the Deadlands because Earth is just not magical enough. But the Feywilds, you can, in theory, do it. And with those two advantages, immediately, like, he's been researching this, like, as you guys have been discussing, like, like he's been trying to think of this before. So he already has the runes ready for you. And uh, he sends a picture to someone who knows how to use a smartphone better than Bosco or, uh, or Nyx with the message, just show these to Bosco, he'll know what to do. And so, yeah, you will have a way to, like, force the coordinates in the Feywilds to the specific spot in the Deadlands via the point in Earth. Are we still going to have to go to the point on Earth? I will say that because he did not get a triumph, yes, uh, in order to physically link it, you will have to go there and uh, set some things up. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. As far as it goes, that's as isolated from the rest of the world as you can get without being neck deep in water. So if there's going to be any chance of spillover, it's better to happen there than somewhere more civilized. There's just this weird patch of glass in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Nobody knows why. I mean, honestly, depending on how things go, yeah, that could happen. I think at this point, the answer to why did this happen on any, any given unexplained mystery is a wizard was fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> a wizard did it. You know, something that Colin hasn't really emphasized at this point, opposite sides of the Fae Courts kind of fucking hate each other. Yes. And you have to go into fall for an extended period in order to uh, charge your J.O. crystal. So <laughs> My what? Your J.O. crystal. The contentment device. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And you are a spring native, so you are going well, to be going into the enemy court and just hanging out there for an extended period. Might be good to, like, put something together for that. Well, it's a good thing I can be anyone. <laughs> you were just in the fave uh, court not too long ago. Yes, I was just there. I may already have contacts. Yeah. So are you going to go charge the contentment crystal, or are you going to get the topography first? topography okay you once again 
very familiar with how you have to enter the Spring Royal Palace through the back channels and going up the secret ways that the help has to use. And you eventually reach Quenzo's chamber. And uh, when she answers the door after you knock, she goes, How may I help you today, Nix? I require maps. Maps? Yeah. For the other task that you have to do, I take it? Mm. Yes. What kind of maps? Topographical maps of uh, a very specific location. Ah, yes. I can give you what I know, and then I can also direct you towards a nice gentleman who can lead you the rest of the way through what we don't know. After all, impossible to really map that sort of thing without being there firsthand, and, well, he's the only one who goes there firsthand most of the time. Right, that was the other thing that it would be good for Nyx to set up, is, like, finding our guide. Yep. Yeah. Follow me. And she gets up and she starts walking through the palace and eventually leads you to uh, the library where there's a, hmm, we'll say turtle person. Cherson. Yes, Cherson. Ah, Princess Gwenzwo, how may I help you? I will quit this podcast if you do that voice for more than two minutes. What could you possibly be <laughs> no. about if we need maps of the area around and she gives the rough location and the librarian just sort of bows and slowly turns around, slowly walks towards where the maps are. Quenzo is very patient with this particular process, even though she really doesn't want to be. The librarian absolutely does work on their own pace. They eventually start going through the maps and then slowly climbing a ladder. Quenzo just sort of stands there with her arms crossed. And then the turtle grabs a few scrolls slowly comes back down and says the maps that your highness requested is there no there's nothing else thank you she just takes the map and leaves thank you you're quite well oh no no i was you're i was i was talking to oh, no. <laughs> Quenzo just storming out of the room. Why the fuck did we do that? Why the fuck did I tell those people to do that? <laughs> Whose idea was that? I'm going to have them put on janitorial duty. <laughs> Here are your maps, my dear Nix. And when you get to the town close to the dragon's domain, ask for... Well, I've never learned his actual name, but I believe the locals call him Giggle. Giggle. Yes. 
you'll know him when you see him. He is a knoll and very heavily scarred. Hmm. He is something of a guy. From what I hear, it is a pastime of the lesser royals to want to go see where the dragon lives. And so they pay him an exorbitant amount of money for him to lead them there and back safely. This is foolish. It is, but he's the best bet that you've got to make it there and back alive. Hmm. If there's nothing else. I I must spend some time in the autumn port to, uh, hmm. for the purposes of completing this project. Ah, well, I will say this to you, much like I say it every time you have to go to fall for an extended period of time. Please do not get caught. I rather like you. <laughs> Thank you. I will do my best. I don't have any doubt in my mind. She'll give you like this sort of sideways look and then head back to her room. Excellent. So you head to fall court in your normal ways that are yeah. a little sneaky because there's no direct line from spring to fall, just like how there's no direct line from summer to winter. But who do you go as? Is my question. This is not something I thought about. I don't know, just random elfy name, Oak Silverleaf. Uh, God. Sure, Oak Silverleaf. It's a bit on the nose, considering mm. Silverleaf is like Smith, but sure. That's fine. I mean, I'm there's just, people I'm just, named Smith. I'm just, I'm just joking. It's fine. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, sure, Oak Silverleaf. All right. So... When you get there, you do feel like the general, like, pull of fall, which is a lot different from, well, it's not a lot different. It's different in similar ways. Like, it's still really, like, quiet and, you know, Mm. a relaxed sort of nature, but whereas... Spring is spring more. is loud as fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, okay. Well, it's more. So yeah, spring is loud and uh, and boisterous, and falls just sort of like quiet and content. Hmm. So it feels weird every time you come here. It doesn't matter how long you stay. It just feels weird. So you need to figure out how you're going to charge this thing up. Yeah. You do know that it's supposed to, like, absorb the ambient, like, contentness around you. But there's going to be definite places where it will charge up faster. The spa. (laughs) And (laughs) if you... I would say that it's not unreasonable to have asked Grant how you know when it's done and his answer will be you'll know it when you see it I see well um time to do a skullduggery so you can just find a place to bunker down for a little bit 
Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. Maybe, maybe in the capital. The capital would be a good choice. It's also going to be a place that will probably get you caught if you mess up. So we'll right. go ahead and say, roll skullduggery. Difficulty three and a black dice. I'll say, because I, cause I don't want to uh, go all the way to four, but three seems a little bit too easy. So three and a black. Cool. So. Uh, that is a failure, technically. So, what is going to happen is hmm. you're, you're hanging around and you see a dwarf looking over at you. And he seems to be eyeing you a lot and not in the way that's like, I'm, I'm checking you out. It's more like, do I know you? Why do you look so suspicious? You get the feeling that this dwarf is probably going to tell someone that someone suspicious has been hanging around. And uh, so you're going to have to deal with this dwarf. What do you do? Time to slip away and assume another identity, I guess. I mean... Yeah, I could literally just... I think that's a good idea. I think I'm going to literally just do that. Okay. The first time anyone <laughs> becomes suspicious, I'm playing it as safely as safely as I can. All right. Um. So go ahead. Roll me... Stealth? stealth. Yeah, I'm going to say roll stealth. I'm just trying to figure out the difficulty I want to do because I, I definitely did not set this guy out ahead of time. Okay. Eh, I would say just make it average. They're yeah, probably yeah. not a hunting kind of person. Yeah, difficulty two. Success. So cool. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say that's basically the general result of every time you someone starts getting suspicious, you just manage to sneak away, duck behind some yeah. alley, and Cause like, it's, right. Because it's not like I need to do anything. I just need to be here. Correct. And then. Because time works funky in the Feywilds, and you know this, so time might be passing faster here, time might be passing slower here. But after a few days, all of a sudden, the liquid in the snow globe changes hues to like a light blue, and like the mithril in there starts like glittering off of it, and it sparkles with like a sort of shine that is just like absolutely actually absolutely transfixing and like the longer you look at it the more you feel just like everything's all right with the world hmm it's done okay yeah i'm gonna cover it with a row a cloth so that i don't have to look at it oh uh, yeah as soon as you cover it you're like oh okay i'm feeling normal again yeah like the palantir <laughs> but yeah uh and so you're done and you leave fall basically lickety split like you don't have to worry about being stealthy anymore you can just fucking like power walk your way to the portal later assholes <laughs> and then last thing I, I promise the, the meeting with Giggle won't take long okay yeah and then, then I go there yeah so yeah you head towards the town near like closest to where the dragon's lair is and it's very small. There's only like a couple of dozen residents here. Most of the um, most of the houses are very simple and very small. You have a feeling that none of these people have even seen 
a high noble of the fall court, let alone the capital. Right. And by fall, you mean spring. By fall, I mean spring, yes. And, well, Giggle sort of sticks out like a sore thumb, because he's the only knoll here. Okay. He's got, like, patches of, like, dark brown, lighter brown, and white fur all over his body. One of his ears are mangled. You can definitely tell this guy gets into a lot of fights, and he survives a lot of fights. Okay. He's just sort of, like, in plain clothes right now and just, mm-hmm. like, sort of drinking. Okay. He's also very serious-faced. You're starting to guess that the name Giggle is, uh, is ironic. <laughs> yes. Well, and he's a hyena. That, that <laughs> is a hyena. I'm Azcrane, but I'm not, like, dressed in any sort of fancy garb or anything. And, and I'll just kind of, like, take the bar seat next to him. Are you the one that leads people to the dragon? I am. And every time they say that they ask me to, I say that they have a death wish, but I am. <clears throat> Perhaps I have a death wish, too. Death wishes are expensive. More than able to pay. I'm going to need to see some of that death wish up front. I mean, I, I guess I... I... Yeah, you, it's yeah. easy enough to have yeah. brought some. I brought some money. I don't know what the currency is, but... I mean, is in there a c- currency exchange building in the Feywilds? Yeah. Why wouldn't there be? Did they take dollars? <laughs> I mean, it's not that big of a stretch to assume that they got money from Quenzo. Yeah. All right. Uh, he takes the bag that uh, you hand him. He opens it up. Sort of uh, looks in it, digs around with his finger, sort of like shifts it in his hand, takes one out and looks at it, puts it up to the light, goes, "All right, seems real enough." Throws it back into the uh, to the sack. Just you, or you got a group? Myself and four others. Okay. When can I expect you? Just stick around, and uh, and I I hand him well a little bit more money. Okay. He takes it and he goes, all right, reservation. Don't take any other takers. Got it. Meet me back here when you're ready. We will. Jordan. Yes. You are getting ready for bed one night and oh joy I love it I love like the immediate implication that some shithead is going to bust into my house in the middle of the night uh no this one's a little more polite there's a text that arrives on your phone and it's from Nyrena and it says at your convenience tomorrow morning please meet me at uh and then there's some sort of restaurant that uh, that serves breakfast in the morning uh, in the city that you live. <sighs> Have I known her to need acknowledgement? No, uh, she prefers it, but she also is not like super offended when you don't. Okay, well, 
I already had to deal with two of these shitheads today. I mentally note that I have this appointment, and I don't respond. Okay. You know what? I want a fucking bodyguard for this, because this is this feels like an escalation. I'm uh, I'm gonna ask both Bosco and Gregory via text message. Hey, another one of my debtors is calling for a breakfast meeting. Could I ask for either one of you two to be in the room in case this goes south in a hurry? Absolutely. You get a call from Bosco. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I read the thing, and, uh, well, I'm always happy to meet new people. Yeah, I appreciate it. I give Bosco first over the phone, and then Gregory by text the time and place. And just tell them, like, you don't have to be with me, per se, but just, like, be in the room and close enough to hear the conversation. Or just be with me and be huge and scary. Uh, whatever you think is best, you know how to deal with these people writ large better than I do. I think we'll do one of each. It's uh, kind of hard for Gregory not to be imposing. And Bosco can just be an old man eating by himself in a corner. Alright. The next morning when you head to the restaurant uh, at the designated time, it is completely empty except for the staff and Nirena who is a shikuri with sort of orange hair and orange horns that sort of curl upwards um, as well instead of the usual goat feet she has sort of insectoid feet that ends in claws and she's dressed sort of halfway between Earth business casual and Feywild's, like, you know, Renaissance era, um, like, nobility garb. She's got, like, a suit and tie on her top half and, like, an Irish-inspired dress on the lower. And she's simply sitting in the middle of the restaurant with her hands interlaced by the fingers and simply waiting. Y'all got an early bird special here? Early bird? People still do that, right? Come on. The servers sort of look at uh, Nyrena, and she looks at them and looks at Bosco, and then sees Gregory coming in with Jordan and says, You may drop the charade, sir. You don't have to pretend that you're just here for a meal, especially since I've paid the staff to kick everyone out so that I may have a private chat between... Jordan and I, if they feel that is necessary to bring in muscle, then so be it. I will accept that. You think I'm not here for a meal? I didn't eat this morning. Come on. You may order what you like, but you do not have to pretend that you're not here to keep an eye on Jordan Archer's back. Gregory just stands there looking large. Just stands there being large and imposing. <laughs> Big boy. I am the big boy. Big boy. I can't crack my knuckles. They're metal. <laughs> <laughs> if I do that, I just snap. 
I don't know. Uh, Steiner might have installed that specifically for such occasions. I mean, maybe I have like a little midi of knuckles cracking that I could play through. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got a tiny speaker built into both hands that plays exactly one MP3 file. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the servers do start taking your order, and uh, Nyrena says, Please, Archer, sit across from me. Order what you like. Not hungry. Let's just get to it. Very well. As you have probably suspected, I am not the true holder of the contract that your forebearer had. Rather, I work for an intermediary. That intermediary would like to speak with you today. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to a second location. Very well. That's why I did make sure that this place was empty. Servers, you might wish to leave the room now. It's going to get a little scary in here. Uh, 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 put the plate down first, please. Yeah, they, they put the food down and just, like, run out. And Nirena closes her eyes and opens them. And then, like, before she had, like, these bright green eyes that like were sort of reminiscent of cat eyes and now they are completely fogged over black and you can't even see the pupils but they look like they're rolling back in her head and out comes this shadow completely vanta black except for the teeth the eyes and the wisps of flame coming off of its arms it looks like it has gotten into a couple of scraps because one of its like shadow horns has been broken off and a little mode of light is coming out of the break I want to be clear as soon as this whatever the fuck it is starts pouring out of her mouth I like leap backwards out of the chair and take several steps in the direction of the door without looking away yep Gregory doesn't even flinch and once it's finished forming, it goes... 10,000 years will give you such a trick <laughs> in the neck. And it puts one hand on Nyrena's shoulder. It doesn't seem to have a bottom half either. And it's like behind Nyrena by the time it's done forming. Do I know what I'm looking at? Some sort of fucked up shadow demon. Jordan Archer, I'm not here to do you any harm. In fact, I might be doing you the largest favor you've ever received. Immediate incredulity. Like, I don't, I don't say anything to that, but my face says, ah, bullshit right off the bat. Don't ask me how I figured it out, but I know of your mission, and no, Rogar Leeds did not tell me. It's easy to figure out when Rogar has something planned, and it's easy to connect the dots once that has happened. And suffice to say, I know you're hunting a dragon. Can neither confirm nor deny. You don't have to. I know. And here is what I'm going to do. 
You give me the title of Dragon Slayer instead. And I will make sure the rest of your debtors leave you alone for the rest of your life. And I will consider our debt square. I'm assuming there's an or else here. The or else is I know the perfect amount of chaos to impose. Just the right people to tell, to make sure that they don't all conflict with each other to come after you at once, claiming their debts. I want to ask, are the other people in the room doing anything right now? I'm eating toast. <laughs> this is your show. If you want us to do stuff. I'm waiting for you to say something. You get the impression that, uh, depending on what you say, I might just interrupt. Uh, God. Do I have to decide on this right this very moment? Yes. Oh, shit. See, the issue is, I don't know you. We've never met. I don't even know your fucking name. My name is impronounceable in the human tongue. My form has been broken and shattered, but you can just call me the manager. Yeah, that's not helping. See, the trick is... I'm sorry, my guy. I don't know if this is prejudiced or whatever to say. You are the the sketchiest thing I have ever encountered. And I don't know a lot about a lot, but it has been made very clear to me how much uh, power that this title uh, conveys. And I, I don't think I want to trust you with it. Especially not for that bum deal. They could keep the monetary value of the prize that Rogar is surely offering to bring in all of you at once. Brother, I don't care about the money. I'm not looking to retire. I don't have any plans for that. I'm doing this so all of you people will leave me alone. I would like to direct you, by the way, to something the manager said earlier, which is that he would convince your other debtors to leave you alone for the rest of your natural life. However, there is such a thing as life after death, and there is such a thing as progeny, which, as I recall, most, if not all, of the contracts imposed on our dear friend Jordan here uh, include. You would be condemning any children you have to this position you are currently in, minus one. If you take that view. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking catch. At this point, the manager just reaches out a hand and clenches his fist. And Bosco, you don't have a mouth anymore. At all. It has been sealed shut with skin. Can I counter? Difficulty five. Still worth a shot. Five. Use a story point. We have several. Yeah, you do have a bunch of story points. I've been spending them. We have, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to counter this with. Honestly, with Arcana, um, spending a story point doesn't give me that much. And just activating brilliance would get me the same as just up one upgrade anyway. Ah, hell. Nope. I've been rolling terribly recently. Yep. And the manager simply looks over at you, uh, Bosco. He's in threat position, by the way. He's not actively drawn as Halberd, but he's, like, ready to throw down. Yeah. Uh, the manager looks at you and says, This is a conversation between me and Archer. Do not interrupt again. I'm going to shake my finger and cast something on him. <laughs> what are you casting? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to curse him. All right. What kind of curse are you doing? I'm going to bind him to the fucking table. Okay. So the curse is essentially he cannot leave the presence of the table un until I give my consent. Okay. Um, you cannot speak and verbal components are pretty important to spell casting in this universe. There, it, it does specify I get two black dice. I was just about to say I had two black dice. I don't suppose you took knack for it. I cannot. Not for magic skills. I checked. Right. I forgot about that. Add a third black dice because of that threat. What threat? The one you rolled. The one that you rolled uh, Arcana for. Oh, that one. Yep. All right, but um, if it's not an opposed check, it should be at least average and possibly hard. But the effects can be represented narratively. Um, These checks can be opposed either by the target's discipline or resilience, depending on whether the curse affects the mind or the body. I didn't really stat this thing, so... What's your um, resilience score, Shadow Demon? What's uh, your bronze stat? Uh non-existent because I didn't stat this thing. We'll just say it's a hard difficulty. So three purple. Alright, and uh, I'm sick of rolling terrible, so I'm going to spend a story point and upgrade. Okay. Good dice rolls. God damn it. Nope. You didn't do good dice rolls. The... My dice! So much better than what I'm rolling against. <laughs> what the uh, hell? Uh, so, the curse just sort of like hits the manager and you can sort of see like ripples in it but you also feel the curse go straight through it and it just wiggles its finger and says not again and then turns back to Jordan so you're saying well considering you just tried to shut the guy up who was telling me you were giving me a very bum deal I'm still not interested in giving that kind of person this kind of power. I look at Bosco, who I know can still, like, give gestures, and also Gregory for, like, approval for the thing that I've already decided. Thumbs up. Furiously reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> I, will decide, I will learn how War and Peace ends. <laughs> this is not the appropriate time, but damn it, I'm engrossed. I'm sorry, but I'm afraid that I have to tell you to get fucked. Very well. You've just made your life a lot more difficult for yourself, Jordan Archer, but I respect your decision. 
we will not be meeting again. And then the shadow being merges back into Nyrena. He goes, <gasps> As soon as the shadow disappears, uh, Bosco, you get your mouth back. Son of a... Mm. <sighs> that concludes our business. Thank you very much for meeting me, Jordan Archer. And she gets up and she just starts walking away. Does that hurt? Every time. Interesting. We killed her. Uh, okay. Well, uh, sorry. Now, nah, don't, don't you apologize. Was there nothing you did wrong here today? Should, should we stop them? And then I have to make some plans. Pull up some extra barriers to uh, attach to this uh, arena we're developing. I mean, Gregory, if you think you can do something to affect the situation, be my guest, but... I, I don't know if the manager lives in her full time. So I don't know what capturing her would do. Exactly. Not entirely sure I could hurt it. This is a magical blade, but I can't be 100% that I would even be able to hit it. And that would be really embarrassing. <laughs> By the sound of things, it's not entirely all in one place. I imagine you could destroy whatever projections using, but uh, the overall mass of the thing would not be uh, too terribly put out by it. It said that it was shattered. That seemed to me to imply some form of self-magic had been done to it. Well, I doubt it likes being shattered, but it's probably making good use of it. Mm -hmm. Most things that I've encountered prefer being one thing at once. I will consult my contacts in the DHEA to see if they have inf any information on that creature. Alright, you do that. If you can get a better name off of that thing than just the manager, that would help my uh, protection wars immensely. Names are power. So, like, the manager is a problem, but what it said was it's going to inform the biggest cross-section of my debtors that this is going down that doesn't cause like nuclear interference with each other mm. so I might become indisposed pretty rapidly here which means I need to get on that guy's ass about uh, getting that wire drawing machine freed up for me might uh, just write up a quick ward for you Make it hard to track through magical means. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Is that something you have to roll for, or are you just going to... Is that just for flavor? Well, that depends on how determined you are to uh, impose this on us. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We probably should leave that to a roll. I was thinking I could uh, use alchemy for this. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, how are you using alchemy? potion of non-detection. Okay. Just uh, scraping together a few 
rare ingredients uh, for made up of things that are impossible to find. All right, let me see if there's... Hey, does Bosco own a sewing machine? I am a sewing machine. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? Just to, like, help this process? I, I, I don't know if it'll make a difference. I actually would know if it would make a difference considering the amount of, uh research I have on the material. If I took all of those chips of adamantine from my test run, and I basically, like, sewed pockets of them into a jacket and wore that around, would that make it more difficult to locate me via magic? You know what? I fucking love it. So, yes, that might have to be a machine machinery role. Um, or mechanics. mechanics. There we are. Yes. I would say that Bosco does not own a sewing machine, but he did have those printed silk handkerchiefs made very recently, so he could direct you to someone. All right. Yeah, alchemy has even fewer rules than magic yeah. does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I was reading on, like, I saw the little aside that says, like, difficulty for potion brewing, and I was reading that. So, Bosco... Yours would be a difficulty three, because I would have probably made it like a rarity six thing. And Jordan, yours is going to be also difficulty three. And if you both succeed, you'll get like a really good result. But if, one, if only one of you succeeds, and you know, stuff will work. Okay, All so right. you, Jordan succeeds. All right. My skill dice should overpower the odds. Okay, thank you. Finally. We We got there. Oof. You did a decent roll. Between the two of you, you got four successes and three advantage. The four successes, it definitely works. Uh, You're going to be extremely hard to detect from both the adamantine and the potion. How do you want to spend those uh, advantages? Uh, I would like to spend all three advantage to force the manager to be knocked prone. (laughs) okay how do you want to spend it story-wise so i kind of have an idea colin okay the until further notice until the potion wears off anytime one of these shitheads wants to be in the same room as me to find out where i am Mm -hmm. they have to make a roll it'd be an arcana roll the difficulty would be four purple and three black. Okay, let me write that down, because that is good. That's the successes and advantages converted into enemy dice. All right. And I think that's it. I That's think a good place to call it. That is a good place to call it. It's also 11 o'clock. It is also 11 o'clock. 15 experience for everybody. I want to. I kind of want to slow down giving you guys the experience now that uh, preparations have been... Not all but 155. <laughs> all right. And then, let's see, how much stuff did you do today? Uh, I'll say I'll add two advantages to your odds for all the stuff that you did today. 
Okay. Between second wind and cool, I clear all of my strain. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess I still had some that I forgot to clear from last session. That's fine. At this point, you all should have yeah. gotten rid of it all because it's been several days. Rules yeah. as written, a night's rest clears all strain. Yeah. All right. Well then, thank you listeners for listening. Thank you players for playing. Uh, I'll see you all next time. And wait, shit, I forgot to mention that Chloe's not here. I hope you guys got listeners. Chloe isn't here this week. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Colin. Shut the fuck up. Whenever Chloe isn't on the screen, you should be asking, where's Chloe? I mean, agreed. Hi, everyone at once. <laughs>